Hello everyone and welcome to the Dog Ate My Meatball podcast. Hello and welcome in another episode of the Dog Ate My Meatball podcast. First of all, before I even start talking about anything today, I would like to apologize for a week delay, but I've had a few other issues that we had to take care of. And since um, UK Board Games Expo, UK Games Expo 2019, um, we haven't had much time with um, with Mikey to actually catch up, um, and we've been quite busy with a few other things. But I'm here today with you guys. So today you're only gonna have me. So today is a day with Omar. Well, because of that, I thought I'm gonna make a possibly a bit shorter episode today, and I wanted to focus specifically on one type of game I really enjoy. So I'm talking about uh, dice games. Um, in today's episode, I will talk about two dice games in detail, and if time allows, might give you a bit more idea of another one. So today we will be talking about, first of all, Chupacabra Dice, which is quite nice, simple game. Then we will look at Beyond the Gates of Antares Dice game, which surprisingly isn't really that well known, even though it's a really good game, actually. And we might have a very quick look at Pizza Dice, which is a very nice, child-friendly game um, that you will learn a bit more about. So catch you in a second, and we will be talking about Chupacabra Dice. Okay, welcome back, and like promised, we are starting with Chupacabra Dice. Now, that's a game by Steve Jackson, THE Steve Jackson. So, you know, we know all the other games he's got, um, we get all the other parts, we know the zombie dice and all this, so we can get an idea of how the game was released. Basically, you're gonna have a cup, let's say, in which you're gonna have 24 custom dice, which represent different symbols, we're gonna have rule sheets and the cup itself so quite simple now for those of you who don't know what chupacabra is this is the ever famous scripted killing goats in south america so in this game basically all of us are becoming chupacabras and one by one we'll be rolling our dice and stealing animals from each other now the game is quite simple we start with six dice we roll our dice and check out the symbols we might have chickens we might have goats or we might have cows what we can also have is the chupacabras which are represented by the red eyes now, one of the cool things about the dice is that they are actually glow-in-the-dark dice. So if you play in a darker environment, it looks quite cool because all the animals have this kind of yellowish glow and the eyes have like a nice reddish glow to represent it. It's a small thing, but actually, you know, makes it quite cool when you play, um, especially when I used to play it in the garden with a couple of friends. So that's always nice. Um, now, the game is quite simple where we start with six dice, we roll our dice and put all animals of each type together. And then depending on the number of chupacabras, we are allowed to steal the dice from other players. So for each chupacabra we roll, we can either steal up to two chickens, one goat, or for two chupacabras, one cow. So basically we steal the dice from other players, add this to our pool. However, the dice we steal cannot be stolen back by anyone else. And that's basically it, that's the basic premise. We roll, we take the dice, and each turn one person will be the person with initiative, so they will be the ones stealing the first. Now, there is one extra rule, which is called chupacabra loco, which pretty much means that if all of our results are chupacabras, we can steal all animals, despite the fact, um, however, the dice would normally allow us. Now, one of the caveats is here that we need to steal all animals of the same type. So let's say I have one chupacabra, 
my friend will have three chickens. I will not be able to steal them because it's three chickens, which means I would need two chupacabra results. And that's about it. Now, it's a very simple dice game, so, you know, we're not really expecting a lot of mileage of it. You're not going to be spending hours and hours to play it. But what I really like about it is that it's very simple to teach and it's very simple to play. I mean, realistically, you grab the dice, roll them. It's a game where you don't really have to think much. Um, you can play it with kids, you can play it with older people, with, basically with anyone. And um, if you like things like cryptids and things like that, then, you know, the theme might not do that much for you. But to be honest with you, the theme is why my brother bought the game in the first place. So I only had the chance to play Chupacabra Dice because he actually purchased the game because of Chupacabra. Um, we played it. It's nice and simple and quick game. So if you are looking for a nice filler with a bit of a I'm going to steal your dice theme um, where there isn't really that much to think of and the rounds are really quick. We can realistically finish a game in like 5-10 minutes. A 15 minutes, that's possibly going to be a longer 4-player game. So that's quite nice. The only problem is that if you don't like the fact that you might not be able to play if you lose quickly and you have to wait for others, then that's perhaps not game for you because once you lose all your dice, there is not much you can do. So you just need to wait for others unless you just play till the first loser and then there wouldn't really be a winner. But basically you play till you get all the dice. Um, it tends to snowball really quickly. So if I get really good roll in the beginning, I might have more dice. So that allows me to play it um, to have a higher chance of getting more Chupacabras later on. But that's the idea behind it that, you know, it's not going to take ages. It's a nice and quick game. So if you're looking for something quick, simple, very simple to play and very simple to learn, then Chupacabra might be good for you. I think it's a quite good travel game. You don't need a lot of space for it. You can play it anywhere and you can play it with anyone. So that makes it quite interesting. And the glow-in-the-dark dice are always a nice little add-on. So that's about our first game. As promised, I told you it's going to be quite a quick episode as I don't want to take too much of your time this time. But I promise our next episode will give us a bit more information about other stuff as we've got quite a lot to discuss and quite a lot of other games to chat with with Michael. Okay, so again, we're going to have another very short break. And in a moment, I'll see you, see you. I will actually talk to you again. I'll be with you again, talking about Beyond the Gate of Antares, dice game made by Warlord Games. Okay, hello again. So we are back and this time we are talking about Beyond the Gates of Antares dice game. Now, while Chupacabra dice is very simple um, and it's very quick and one could even argue it's very simplistic, I think Beyond the, days of the, Beyond the Gates of Antares is a bit more complex dice game. I really like it. It's, um, it has a bit of an asymmetric gameplay because within the game, what we really do is we will repeatedly roll and re-roll our set of six dice in order to get particular amount of Antares symbols. Now, depending on the number of the Antares symbols we roll, we will be getting different results. Now, how the game basically works is that we set it up by choosing a race of which are six and you randomly basically pick up a, let's say, faction card. Now, what is interesting is that each faction has a special ability and the abilities really differ. And there are some factions that allow you to um, roll the, try to reroll and avoid burning yourself. I'll explain that in a moment. There is another faction that allows you to upgrade your dice and allow you to score more points. Um, there is one which is quite a bit more random. It's a really fun faction called Gar um, and they allow you to swap basically one victory points into three or freezing to once for everyone on the table 
so you know it's quite a lot of going on so how the game works is that once we get our faction we put a certain number of yellow dice in card in the middle so basically we have like a star system over which we fight um in which we fight over control of it so then the yellow dice basically represents the let's call it they're basically the command dice and that's what we are trying to achieve we are trying to get as many of the points from the yellow dice as we can and we uh, get them by rolling the other type of die which is the blue die and blue die has an option of having nothing at all being blank we've got the antares symbol uh, we've got energy symbol or both antares and energy and what we are going to do each turn is roll all of our dice and decide which dice we want to keep and we can reroll again uh, we can reroll as many times however each time we need to keep at least one die now what it allows us to do is allows us to play in a few different styles because depending on the number of um, the Antares symbols I have by the end of my turn, I will get a different result. I might get one yellow die, roll it, see how many points I get. I might be able to get um, two yellow dice. I might be able to get uh, even a black die, which is a special that, that I can give to other players one, while they roll, and it will always have a negative effect. Um, there is also option to burn and what i mean by that is that if at any point i will reach five antares symbols um i automatically end my turn i get nothing nothing else happens and the next player goes on now you would ask why would you do this well you would do this because having six symbols uh is where we can score three dice now scoring isn't that simple though because getting the yellow dice which basically is the victory points isn't over yet because what we do is we will take the yellow die from the system card in the middle roll it and then see how many points we get we can get one two or three points however there is also option to get a black die which allows us to take a black die either from the common pool or steal it from someone else and use it on someone else to give them the negative effect i've mentioned a moment ago so there is a far more tactics over here and far more choices to make when you actually play Antares the Dice game. Um, what I really like about it is that each faction really feels different and your playstyle will change. Um, for example, if you play the Boromites, which are like a rocky, hardcore mining guys, they stay and they live basically in mines. They're kind of like a, like that guy in Avengers that re everyone really liked, liked in Ragnarok. This kind of rocky looking gladiator, whatever his name was, not a fan really. But if they look like this to give you an idea so they for example don't bust they don't burn if i'm gonna have five results i still have a chance to push my luck further so i am i am far more far more likely to actually push my luck when i play with them um if i play with some other factions i might be getting more energy i might be getting more points or i might be getting black dice um easier so i might be able to steal two black dice one in in one turn which you know changes your playstyle a lot and what i really like about the game is that it's it's still really simple it's not that complicated it's really not it's really simple it's surprisingly tactical in your choices because you need to decide okay do i want to push my luck no um do i want to push my luck and try to get more points um do i want to stop maybe and get some specific result i'm looking for um do i perhaps want to take the black die from that player or from this player when do i want to give it to them um how do i want to utilize my special ability so it's quite a lot for a simple dice game there is quite a lot going on now the game when i bought it i purchased this as a 
a pre-order I paid I think 10 or 11 pounds and I also got some limited edition mercenary model for Antares um however by now I think I saw it for about five pounds on eBay if you can get it for a fiver I will say definitely go for it absolutely go for it um it's really nice game um it plays uh, again around 10 to 20 minutes I would say but it's really fun time where you can focus on building yours you can mess up other players um I've played it with my girlfriend with my brother with his girlfriend um even I taught it to some of my students and they all really liked it it was simple enough to learn quickly and play it quickly but it wasn't so monotone or like so boring to get it like kind of okay I don't feel like playing it anymore um it's surprisingly interesting and keeps you engaged with the game because of all the different choices so that's it um, that's our second game and um, we have kind of like a quick round in this episode so I'm gonna have this last break in this episode and we will talk possibly for a minute or two because we don't need much more time about pizza dice which is a very fun little game which if you have kids if you have grandkids that might be something that might be interested for you even if they are really young we are talking like three four there is no problems in playing that game so see you in a second okay welcome back now the last game we are talking about is pizza party now it's a two-player game in which we have cards which are triangles which represent slices of pizza and we have five special dice for each player so original rules basically say that it's a like kind of speed dice chucker. We start by taking one card which represents a slice of pizza and on it we have different symbols and basically what we have to do is we need to roll our dice and match the symbols to the ingredients. Once that's done we take another slice and we go on and continue. Now generally the original premise of the game and the original rules say that you should be just um, doing this as fast as possible. So it's like a speed dice game. We just roll them and re-roll them and re-roll them and re-roll them. If you get it okay quickly grab another slice and whoever gets six pieces and uh, makes a whole pizza first basically wins um however the way we played it was that we kind of took turns so i was rolling new roll now it changes the game a bit yes but if i was playing it like with my mum because i actually did play the game with my mum i'm not gonna be like oh my god quickly we wanted something relaxed to do like you know chat and just throw some dives for fun like do something to kill some time uh, and not just sit there staring blankly now that's the game where i'm not gonna lie actually all of my family played so by now after playing the game after getting familiar with it my auntie has a copy both of my cousins have a copy my mom has a copy and quite few of my friends have a copy so like because it's so simple and so basic it became quite popular and i'm not gonna say it's a game changer but like i said it's a very simple game so if you want to introduce your kids to something really simple or have something to kill 5 10 maybe 20 minutes with um that's a good game to go for pizza party um if you want to introduce really young kids like three four years or like easily three years no problem in playing the kids with for three year old because they just roll the dice and they have to match the symbols so you know that's quite simple but it's still quite engaging and it all looks very cute um the drawings that you've got like shrimp sausage and salami it all looks really nice really cartoonish but it's it's a very eye-pleasing game i would say so something you actually enjoy looking at and i think that's about it so thanks a lot for listening for to this episode of the dog ate my meeple podcast um we just had a quick look at three games we looked at chupacabra dice beyond the gate of antares dice game and finally pizza party dice game now what's gonna come up in the next episode i am not yet sure however there is a big chance we will be talking about mantic's star saga because for some reason the game went from 60 pounds to 20 it's been on really good sale so if you are ever interested now is the time to get it 
Um, I purchased it. I've been playing two days ago and yesterday, and I'm sure after I finish editing and uploading this episode, I will go and have another game and I will play next scenario. Um, so there is a big chance we'll be talking about Mantic's Star Saga in our next episode. And most likely we're going to have our co-host Mikey back. So thanks for listening to this episode of the Dog A My Meeple podcast. Enjoy your games and see you soon. Take care.